I'm pulling up my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay, so today is the final part of a 10-part series on the two-color pairs. So, I've done white-blue, blue-black, black-red, red-green, green-white, white-black, blue-red, black-green, and red-white. Which means today, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, it's finally time for green-blue. I had a lot of people when I started this, they figured out what order I was going, and they're going, no, Simic's my favorite. But finally, it is time. So the idea of this whole series is I'm going to talk about each color, what its philosophy is, and why that, um, why exactly, how, how the colors sort of interact, where they overlap, why, in this case, why they're enemies. Um, I'm going to talk about all that while I drive to work. Okay, so let's start with talking philosophy of the two colors, because they, they are fundamentally opposed on a crucial thing here. So blue, or start with green, actually, it's green, blue. We'll go in order of the, uh, of the man of symbols. Um, green is the color that says life is good, as is. The natural system is the perfect way to be. Stop trying to change things. Just let the world be the way it is. Now, that, that, I should stress, green's not anti-change. Green believes in change, natural change, evolution, that the world will, with time, adapt. And that is great. That is part of how the world works, you know, that green, green embraces change, but what green embraces is a natural, slow, evolving change. Um, green also is the one who, like, because it, it very much is in the, the here and the now, is the one that really cares about the, the creatures of the world and the land of the world. And, you know, it, it is the one that says there are all these great resources already at our fingertips. Let's use those. We don't need to go make other things. We have so much wondrous things before us. Let's dig into that. And green very much cares about nature and all the things around it. It is definitely the creature color. It is the color that that cares about land the most. It is the natural color. Okay, blue. Blue believes in tabula rasa. You are born a blank slate. And that anybody has the ability to become anything. That you know, green believes in destiny. Green believes you are born the way you were born, and the, the qualities you have are inherent to who you are, and, you know, you are born the thing you're, you're meant to be. Blue is like blank slate. You can become anything. That if you have that proper knowledge and education and training and tools, anybody can do anything. That you have the, uh, the, the potential to be anything. And what blue wants is to reach its potential. And not just it's for itself, for the world. Blue wants to say, we could live in a world that is great, that is so great that our job on this world is let's get that world to the potential it could be. Let's reach our potential. You know, that green believes that there is perfection, that you can go out and you can figure things out and you can find stuff and then you can... Now, it's not that perfection's an end state. You can constantly perfect yourself, but you should be striving to make oneself better. And so green and blue, you can see, have an inherent problem here where, I mean, this is the nature-nurture conflict, right? So what, what defines who you are? Is it your genetics? You know, is, it, is it who you were born to be? Is, is it sort of built within? Or is it your environment? You know, is it what you, who you surround yourself with and what you learn? Okay, so... Green is trying to get acceptance. Green is like, look, the key to life is just accepting what is around you. Accepting life as it is. 
You know, green is like you got to look inward and you have to realize all the gifts you have, all the world has to offer, and accept that and embrace it and, you know, be, be at one with that. And blue is like, no, no, no. The goal of life is to go out and search and get information and find out what exists and find that perfection, make things better, improve things. You know, you have the ability, that you have the potential to be, be anything. Figure out your potential. Um, and, and on some level, by the way, it's not that Blue believes you can be anything as much as Blue believes that for each thing, there is a potential that can be reached. It's not that I necessarily can be absolute in anything as much as I have the tools to, I have the tools to perfect myself. And the, the Blue believes that, like, look, certain people... It's not that Blue ignores any sense of biology. Blue does understand that there are limitations built in, that perfection comes at a certain, you know, each, each creature might have a slightly different level of perfection they can reach because what they're going to do might be slightly different. Um, but Blue strives to change. Blue strives to improve. Where Green strives to see what is already there, appreciate what is already there. And that's a big part of it, is that Green really, really wants you to appreciate what you have, where, I mean, like, so green looks at blue, and green is like, wow, blue just does not appreciate what it has, blue is, wow, just thumbs its nose, it just, it, it is, it is insulting all that you are, that to ignore all the potential you, I mean, sorry, to ignore all the, what you have to search for some unknown potential is, 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 is an insult. I mean, you have such greatness within you. The world has such greatness around it. Why are you trying to improve on the world? The world is perfect. Blue looks at green and says, wow, you are living in the past. You know, it's great that you appreciate what you have. That's fine. Part of perfection is appreciating what you have. But you got to build on top of that. You know, are you telling me that you couldn't be better without knowledge and education? Without training? Without experience? Without tools? You can't be better? Of course you can be better, you know? And so that's the inherent blue-green conflict. Um, so what happens when green and blue get together? Because um, it's kind of fun when you talk about two things that are diametrically opposed. But what happens when they team up? And the answer is, um, and this is where you see a lot of the simic stuff, is the idea of um, improving upon nature. Of saying, oh my God, nature is amazing. Nature does this amazing things. Can we take that and enhance it. So blue-green, a lot of times you see sort of like uh, a lot of the characters who are blue-green, like Bruce Banner. It's like, I'm going to mess with the fundamental, you know, fabric of, of G, uh, DNA. Now, that doesn't go too well for him. Uh, Bruce Banner's the Hulk, for those that might not know that. Um, you know, or Dr. Moreau, or there, there's characters who are like, I believe that I can take nature and make it better. Now, like, a mono-blue character is like, screw nature. I don't care about nature. I'm just going to go, for, you know, I'm going to create for what I need to create. I think one of the reasons that blue has an affinity for artifacts and green hates artifacts is blue sees artifacts as a, a means to improve. And green sees it as kind of a, a false, you know, stop leaning on, on these false things. You know, you don't need this outside thing. Look within. Um... Green tends to look to the past and to look within. Blue tends to look without and look to the future. Um, but we get them together, they're like, okay, perhaps the future lies in the past. Perhaps the way to reach our potential is to take things already in, innately in us and bring them out. 
Um, and so it's a good example where a lot of uh, blue-green characters are all about sort of messing with the basic fabric of biology, of, of, of humanity. Um, a lot of scientists in blue-green. Um, blue-green definitely is... Um, so, like, like um, people who sort of have a fascination with biology and like, like a, a lot of messing with genomes and a lot of that, there, there definitely is a mixing of, of blue and green there, which is the idea of... It's not just exploring external. It's like, okay, I'm looking within. What do I have? How do I make that better? How do I adapt it? How do I change it? Um, and it, it is sort of the medium where you are trying to find the best of nature but you're improving upon it. So that, that's where blue and green sort of get together. Okay. So let's talk about... Oh, so one of the things I always talk about, by the way, is um, there's a couple different ways when you team up. Uh, and the two most simple is that one color represents the means and one color represents the goal, which is I want to do this and this is the means by which I'll do it. Um, so blue could be I'm trying to perfect things, but I'm going to use nature as a means to perfect them. Or it could be, I'm trying to appreciate what is around, and I'm using knowledge as a means to better appreciate that. Um, so the idea is, the scientist is a little more, I have blue ends and green, and green means, where sort of the, um, uh, the naturalist, someone who wants to know every possible thing there is about nature, leans more of the green goal with the, the blue means. Um, okay. So let's talk about where these colors overlap. What, what, what do they do mechanically that is similar? Okay, so on creatures, I like to start on creatures. A couple abilities. So first off, um, blue and green are the colors of hexproof. So hexproof represents um, the idea of some resistance to magic. Uh, the reason blue has it is blue is the color that has most chosen to understand magic. It's like if, I'm, if knowledge is power... And, I'm, and my tool to fight with is magic. Well, I'm going to learn everything I can about the tool I'm using. Because if I have the best tool, if I can use it the best, well then, I will have the strongest weapon. Green has sort of a natural um, protection, not protection, but a resistance to magic. Green is like, things have evolved over time to go, well, it might be better. If, my, if, my, uh, if I had a natural immunity to, to magic, that might help me. And so... Greens is more evolved over time. So once again, the, the thing about green and blue is they both do believe in change. They just have a very different idea of what that change is. That green believes that, like, the idea, the way nature works, you know, sort of to go back to Darwinian sort of things, that the survival of the fittest, in, in, a, in a Darwinian sense, not, not in, a, in a black sense where, like, might makes right, but in a green sense, which is nature will figure out what the best is and over time, it will adapt that. That if you have two creatures, and one creature has a thicker hide, and the other has a thinner hide, and the thicker hide allows it to survive better, you know what? The thinner hide ones will die out, and the thicker hide ones will propagate, and, and the creature will just, over time, have a thicker hide. Um, so green very much believes in change, but it believes in slow, careful change. That nature has this neat system built into it to say, you know what? The strong will survive. And that whatever, whatever helps something adapt and, and live and survive, that will be passed on. And that slowly over time, things will be there. Blue just goes a little faster than that. Blue is like, you know, change the means toward perfection. You want to get better. And 
okay, well, what can you do to change? And blue doesn't have this, like, slow, natural, evolving change. Blue's like, if I can change something right now, let's change it. You know, blue, for example, loves to use artifacts because it's like, and tools in general, artifacts representing tools, but it's like, okay, if I can use this tool and now I can do this thing I couldn't do before, well, now I'm able to do it. This tool enables me to do something. Well, I'm going to use this tool. Um... So green more relies on its natural things, and blue is more than happy to, to use whatever means necessary. It might not be tools. It might just be knowledge, just learning about something, knowing that, oh, this is the way something works, and if I have that knowledge, I'm able to do it. Okay. So anyway, blue and green both have hexproof. Um, and in general, by the way, blue and green both have a little bit of protecting of their, of their own. Um, blue obviously has counterspells. Um, green has the ability to grant hexproof so that sometimes it has a pseudo counterspell in that you know you're um I'm going to harm your creature and blue, green will go no I will prevent you from targeting it or I'll make it bigger or I will um somehow enable it to survive the attack that you're giving it so blue and green both have defensive things green is pretty much on its creatures green is pretty much you're going to try to destroy my creature. I have tools to protect my creature. Where blue is kind of like, I'm going to stop you. Not just my creature. You want to do spells? I'll counter whatever. Um, but the overlap between blue and green is they both can protect their creatures. Okay, also, flash. Or as I like to say, flash. Ah! Um, little throwback. Uh, flash is a mechanic. It's up to me, by the way. When I made Time Spiral, my goal was to make instant uh, a super type. And, and say, okay... Uh, all these things that can be cast at instant speed, instead of instant being a separate card type, let's make it a super type, and then, then you, instead of having flash, you just have instant creatures. Uh, and then there wouldn't be instants per se, there'd be sorceries and instant sorceries. Uh, but then you could put instant on whatever, and you could cast it at a, a speed of it, you know, when, when you could cast an instant. Anyway, that didn't happen. Uh, so flash got made. Um, so flash is the ability to play things quickly. Um, in blue, the flavor is, I have magic, and I figured out how to to sort of speed up my summoning. I can make my summoning happen faster than normal. Where green is more like sort of a, a pouncing sort of thing, of the idea that I can summon something and it, it just, it almost like immediately, can immediately pounce. You know, like the, the surprise of like, I summon a creature and because it's so instinctual, it can react immediately. Even though, even though it's disoriented, it's, it's summoning sick, it can, it can respond immediately. And so uh, flash and green tends to go on bigger creatures and blue tends to go on things that are a little more surprises, often having enter the battlefield effects and stuff. Uh, green and blue also have what we call the curiosity ability, although that's a nickname, not a real name. Curiosity ability is whenever this creature deals combat damage to an opponent, draw a card. Uh, there's a variant of it where you draw cards equal to power, but usually it's just draw a card for, for damage. Um, also, so blue and green in general overlap on card drawing. Um, blue is... is king of card drawing. Blue has all sorts of card drawing. Green's card drawing is tied to its creatures. So one of the things about green to understand is green has doubled down on saying, I love, I love nature. Nature is powerful. You are the, the two most powerful things out of nature, the creatures and the land. And it is doubled down. And so what green has done is said, I'm going to be, so I'm going to, because I'm focusing on creatures, the bonus is I get creatures cheaper. I, I, I get bigger creatures. You know, I have... I, I get I get a lot of creatures. Other than I get more creatures than everybody but white. Um, I get the biggest creatures, and so Green has sort of said, "Okay, I'm doubling down on creatures." The problem is Green's a little bit over reliant on creatures. It needs creatures as means to kill other creatures. 
you know, it has fight and things, but it needs creatures to deal with creatures. It also needs creatures to do card drawing. That its card drawing is also tied to its creatures. So green's problem is, if it has no creatures, wow, it has a lot of problems. It can't destroy creatures, it can't draw cards. It, there's a lot of things it can't do without creatures. Um, and so curiosity is one offshoot of this. Another thing is cantrip creatures. That's something that blue and green do, which is um, a creature that when it enters the battlefield draws you a card. Sometimes when it dies, it draws you a card. Green and blue are the specialty. I mean, other colors occasionally do it, but blue and green are the ones that do it all the time. Okay, another thing, uh, and this is um, both green and blue will bounce their own creatures back to their hands. Uh, blue can bounce anything, so blue bouncing its own creatures back to hand is just a subset of can bounce anything. Green tends to bounce creatures back usually as a cost. Um, white tends to do it on spells, meaning I'll protect my things. For white, it's kind of a protective thing. I'll save my creature. For green, it's more like part of getting a creature out is re- returning other creatures. It's part of the ecosystem is, um, you know, I can get a bigger creature, but he'll, it makes the smaller creature go away, sort of metaphorically. <laughs> um, so green will bounce creatures as part of a cost. Um, so blue and green sometimes definitely will have strategies where, because both blue and green have a lot of enter the battlefield effects. A lot of colors have that, though. I guess all colors have that. Uh, and then blue, green and blue sometimes will have a deck where it'll keep returning things back to the hand and you can replay them. Okay, next, blue and green also have cloning. So blue has straight-up clone. Blue has creatures that come into play, look around, pick a creature, go, I'm that, and it becomes a copy of that. Um, green tends to clone in two other ways. Uh, green will make clone tokens, which is something that blue will also do. Um, green will copy tokens, um, and green will um, go in the library and get duplicates of cards already in play. So uh, blue is the more straight-up cloning color, but green has a lot of different ways to mimic it. The one thing that green tends to do, different from blue, is blue can copy anybody's creatures. Blue can copy my creatures, can copy your creatures. Green pretty much can only copy its own creatures. Green is using its cloning to, to propagate, you propagate um, what it is doing. Um, so green isn't turning its... Like, blue more says, I'm going to turn my opponent's resources against itself. Blue will do that. Green is like, I will double down on my own resources. Okay, next, tutoring. So um, blue, blue can tutor for more than green. Um, most often, blue tutors for instance and sorceries. Um, every once in a while, blue gets a tutor for artifacts. Um... Green tutors for creatures and for land. Um, so, but actually, between the two of them, they divvy most of it up. Not, not everything, but they divvy a lot of it up. Um, but, uh, and, um, usually the idea is blue and green kind of care about different things. Green is more centered on a creature and land. That's what it tutors for. Blue is more centered on spells and artifacts. That's what you can tutor for. Okay, next, uh, token making. Everybody can do token making. Um, green tends to make... Uh, once upon a time, green made a lot of one ones, but now we've we've seeded most of that to white. So green tends to make a little bit bigger of tokens now. It can still make one ones, but it, it more often will make like two twos. But it also makes three threes and four fours, sometimes five five. It, it it'll make the biggest of the tokens. Um, blue tokens usually are flyers. Blue blue probably makes tokens the least of the five colors. Um, but when it does make tokens, it often will make flyers, uh, and usually small flyers, not particularly big flyers. Although every once in a while, make bigger flyers. Okay, next. Uh, blue and green both have a little bit of untapping. Um, green has the ability to untap creatures and untap lands. Usually it untaps creatures as a means of surprise. It used to be a white ability that we stuck in green because green was having some defense issues 
Uh, and so the untapping is nice as I can attack with my big giant creature, and then when you attack, I go, whoop, my big giant creature is now back to block. Um, green can also untap lands. Blue can untap anything. In fact, blue usually has tap or untap, and it can untap whatever it wants. Um, okay, next. Um, the graveyard. So blue can regrow instants and sorceries. Um, we've had a regrow artifacts that's more moved over to white. White's more of the artifact regrow color now. Blue in the early days did a little bit. But blue gets instant sorcerers back all the time, especially instants, but it gets instant sorcerers back. Green has regrow. So finally, reverse. Here's the case where green can do anything, and blue has this upset. Green has re- the regrow mechanic, so green can just regrow whatever it wants. Um, it often will regrow subsets of that. Sometimes it'll regrow green cards or creatures, or um, although usually regrowing creatures is a black thing. So um, in general, green is just... I can get anything back from the graveyard I want. Um, part of this is, by the way, that green cares more of the graveyard and blue cares more about the library, and the reason for that is green looks to the past and blue looks to the future. Da-da-da. Okay, next. Um, both, car- both colors have the ability to take cards in the graveyard. All the co- like, uh, These are the two colors that most often shuffle the graveyard into the library. Uh, in blue, it's, you see, like, time twistery type things where it's like, okay, I'm mixing things up, and then I'm going to, um, you know, it's often sometimes get a new hand, or I'm, I'm refreshing things or starting over. Green is more about sort of reclaiming the past and sort of, um, you know, the idea of the eternal cycle of life. You know, green has a lot of sort of um, secular qualities to it, so that's part of green sort of getting things back. Um, both blue and green do cost reduction, once again, Blue's cost reduction tends to be for instances of sorceries or artifacts. Um, green's cost reduction tends to be for creatures. So you can see a, a very clear design, a divide, sorry, a very clear divide here where green cares about creatures first and land second, and that's it. It's really what it focuses on. Um, it, green will care a little bit about enchantments. You'll see enchantresses show up in green. Um, white and green care the most about enchantresses, and white has issues with... Um, card draw, so green tends to be the enchantress color, which is getting draw cards for playing enchantments. Um, you'll see green care a little bit about enchantments. I, I, I guess third in line, but green has a weird relationship with enchantments. On some level it likes them, and on some level it hates them. Um, green is like, some of it feels natural to green, some feels artificial, and so uh, one of the green's issues that blue has with green essentially is that green Green makes these lines for what it considers natural to unnatural, and blue doesn't. Blue and black both always get, get like, why did you draw the line there? Why is that the line? You know, um, blue being the analytical one is. I don't know if you're drawing the line in the right place. So, okay, next, um, blue has the ability to make creatures attack, and green has the ability to make creatures block. Um, so the idea is, blue is um, more the one that can sort of for, like, blue is more defensive than green. Green's a little more offensive. And so blue is sort of like, I can set up my defense and sort of pull you into my lair, where green is kind of, I can have big monsters and then make you attack my big monsters. Okay, next. Um, I talked about green having giant growth before as a means to protect itself, to save its creatures. Um, the one area that's similar is, when we want to do a giant growthy type of effect in blue, we have a sneaky way to do it. You know the sneaky way we have? We do flash auras, because what happens is... Um, Auras with flash on it, we can do it in green, and we do it occasionally in green, although it's very giant growthy in green. But in blue, it kind of gives giant growth to blue because you can take an aura, because it's flash, you can do it at instant speed, you save it much like a giant growth, but then it sticks around. 
Um, and so that's a sneaky way if we want to do a giant growth effect in blue. We don't do a lot of it, but we can do a little bit. Um, another difference is both blue and green have relationships with flyers, very different relationships. Um, blue obviously has the most flyers. Green has the least flyers. Um, blue has um, what we call high flying, which are creatures that can only block creatures with flying. Green has reach, creatures that can block creatures with flying, in addition to blocking ground creatures. Um, so both blue and green interact with the air in different ways. In some ways, they're the opposite end of the spectrum in that blue loves flying and is the most flying center color. Green hates flying and is mo- least green. I mean, one of the things green can do, green doesn't have a lot of creature destruction that's not tied to its creatures, uh, but anti-flying is one of them. It can destroy flyers. Um, the one other thing that green and blue do is they will care about what's in the graveyard. Uh, what I talk about graveyard is barometer. Uh, green does it a lot more, the kind of Lurgoyf type effects. It's like, I care about something in the hand, um, and um, green saying that, uh, I'm sorry, green saying, I care about some resource in the graveyard, and I can get bigger based on that resource. Where blue will care about different things. In, in Estrada, you saw like sort of caring about using blue as a, as a, um, as a resource out of the graveyard. You made zombies by getting dead bodies out of the graveyard. So blue and green can both do about that. And then finally, I saved this for last, because it's my favorite overlap. Blue and green are the Morrow colors! So Morrow are, um, is a creature whose power and toughness is equal to the number of cards in your hand. Obviously has a, uh, a warm affinity in my heart, being what I'm named after, or named after me. Um, so the, a lot of people go, why is this ability in blue and green? So let me explain. Uh, blue, blue is the color of knowledge. Most people seem to get that one. It's a little more straightforward. Um, the biggest problem with it being in blue is blue already doesn't want to cast any spells. And so gameplay-wise, it's not particularly interesting. It is kind of like the color that already has a giant hand gets rewarded for the giant hand. We, we do that some. I and mean, we do a little bit of you get the thing you want to do. Um, green is the color of growth and of um, uh, power toughness. Is a star, star is a, is a real green thing. Every color gets it a little bit. But green is a lot of it. Green is this idea that I have variable power toughness, and I can grow over time. And so the reason we wish to put uh, the Morrow in green is it's, uh, play-wise is a much more interesting card. The, the idea that my entire, my entire color tells me never, ever play cards, hold them in my hand anyway, is less compelling than, hey, green kind of wants to play its creatures, but at the same time it wants to make this bigger. So it led for more interesting gameplay. Um, but we, we do both. Morrow actually shows up in blue and green. Um, so it's definitely an ability that either can have. Um, okay, I'm almost to work, so let me... Uh, so those are most of the mechanical overlaps. Um, so let me talk about how... Um, I talk a lot about why blue, green are enemies. But, um, and I talked a little bit about what happens when blue and green get together. But thematically, why, why might blue like green? Um, so first off, um, green, green and blue are the two colors that care about information. Green cares more about... Green's more the color of wisdom. Blue's more the color of intelligence. For, 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 uh, for the Dungeon Dragon fans out there. Um, that uh, the idea is... Um, wisdom is more about learning from what's happened before and getting better by learning from your past mistakes. You know, the, the idea of wisdom is this idea that, okay, I, I want to improve... And part of improving is looking back and seeing what has happened before. You know, that green says, like, the key to the future is understanding the past. Um, blue believes that, look, to make the best decision, I just want the most information. 
You know, it doesn't have to be previously known information. It can be brand new information. I can go seek out things. I can investigate. I can experiment. I don't need to limit myself to known information. Um, and so green and blue both, both are the, the information value and colors. And when you get them together, what you see is that they're sort of like, okay, I'm going to value all the information. I'm going to value old information, new information. I'm just going to take all the information and, you know, that the blue-green character is one who says, okay, I appreciate the past and all the lessons we've learned from the past, and I want to follow those and learn from them. I want to be wise. But also, I want to get as much information as possible because I want to be intelligent. And that when blue and green get together, you get that. The other thing is, blue and green, like I said before, both actually have a decent amount of of sense of change to them. Um, um, Blue and green also very much sort of have figured out where... Like, blue has put its money more into instant sorceries and artifacts. If you look at a blue deck, blue just has less creatures. You know, blue, in in limited, you just have less creatures when you're playing blue. Blue is not... On some level, they're the opposite on the spectrums, but they are similar in the way they're opposites. Green said, I'm all in on lands and creatures. Creatures first, land second. Um, and maybe a little bit of enchantments. And blue is like, I'm, I'm all in on instant sorceries and artifacts. I'll do, I'll do a little bit of enchantments on some creatures. But blue's like, well, I'm really in on spells. I have more instant sorceries than anybody. I care more about instant sorceries than anybody. I can tutor for them. I can regrow them. I can make them cheaper to cast. I got it. I, I can make instant sorceries a thing. I, I'm, I'm the color when it comes to instant sorceries. And, and also artifacts. Blue also excels at artifacts. It can get artifacts. It can make artifacts cheaper. It does a lot of affinity with artifacts. It's like, okay, I'm in. I got artifacts, instant sorceries. I've chosen my weapons. Green is like, okay, I'm in. Creatures land. I'm there. I can do the thing. And each one of them really, really, like, went all in on their thing. And, and almost to the point of problems at times. Green is like, wow, if I don't have creatures, I kind of have a problem. And Blue is like, if I don't have spells, I kind of have a problem. And so each one of them ironically kind of erred in the opposite end of the spectrum. But there's a, there's a mirroring. That's one of the things you'll notice when you look at enemy colors is there tends to be a mirror in that they're diametrically opposed, but ironically, in their opposition, they are similar in the way they function. Um, and you can see a lot of the different things. I mean, the, all five of, of the enemy color pairings, there is this quality of, I diametrically oppose you, and in some ways, I'm a lot like you, because we both, we both go to our end of the spectrum, and then act similarly at our end. So that, that's one of the cool things. Um, the other thing about blue-green in general that I like is I, I have a lot of fun playing blue-green. Um, it, in fact, while I'm is it in spirit, um, the colors I actually enjoy playing the most, um, uh, I really, really enjoy playing black-green and blue-green, which is interesting. Uh, and the thing I love about blue-green is... Blue-green always has this world of possibilities in that you get a... Blue-green is kind of the building color. I mean, it's interesting that blue-red isn't, from a thematic standpoint, are the inventors. But blue-green, from a play standpoint, kind of do more inventing. I mean, it's biological inventing, but there's a little bit more... I mean, one of my big issues, by the way, uh, with Is It is that I've never... I've never actually led the set with Is It in it, but I, I feel like the Is It of... It's that one guild that we've never quite gotten, we've never quite mechanically matched their flavor. Um, where I think the Simic, 
especially, especially, especially in Gatecrash, I was really happy. I feel like we nailed the Simic. That we, there is a really fun gameplay of Blue and Green that I enjoy quite a bit. Uh, that has a lot to do with kind of like I'm experimenting and making things, and what can I make, and how can I do that, and um, it is very, I don't know, it's fascinating. I, I really enjoy playing Blue Green. Well, I, I don't know how much green there is within me as a person. I mean, some obviously, but. Um, I really, really enjoy playing blue-green. And I, I enjoy Simic in general as a color pair. That it's, it's just a lot of fun to play. So anyway, ten podcasts later, I have gone through all ten color pairs. So I'm hoping you guys enjoyed this jaunt through the color pairs and what they all represent and where they overlap. And um, But I'm in my parking space. So although that means, it means it's time to end my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys soon.